All right, so here we are. Another episode of Kaiju Transmissions. I'm Kyle Bird. Matt Parmley. How are you, sir? <laughs> Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you believe it's almost Thanksgiving? Yeah, this year is like flown by. You got any, uh, we, we talk about this every year, but anything cool planned this year for Thanksgiving? Not really. I'm going to my girlfriend's aunt and uncle's for dinner and then going to my mom's for dessert and then I am working at 4.30 a.m. the next day. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds really awful. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, uh, Sarah's family has a Thanksgiving deal. We, we, we basically rotate now, so we do, do my side or do her side and... This year we're going to her side of the family and bring our little foster girl with us. So that'll be kind of a different experience. Um, food's always good, and I'm going to come back gaining like 10 pounds probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, you go shopping after Thanksgiving, Bird? No, I, I did, I've done the Black Friday thing, but it's been a really long time, especially now that like all the deals are just offered online anyway. So like yeah. I just don't even... like. I am not dealing with the. I'm just not dealing with it. <laughs> so you're telling me you don't want to get stabbed over a ten dollar <laughs> toaster? <laughs> not only that, but uh, I can get the same deals online now. Um, they come back on Cyber Monday, even, and like, yeah. yeah, it's just a waste of time now. I think. Well, you know, now now we have Black Thursday, so like. I forget which store. One of these stores is opening at like two p.m. Yeah, on there's a few of them day. that are starting what? like, like, like it, it gets earlier and earlier every year. But yeah. Who who wants to work like at two p.m. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, and who wants to go shopping at two p.m. on Thanksgiving? I remember when but, Black. I remember when they started to do that, do Thursday stuff, and like Black Friday, like they would open stores at like midnight or two in the morning or. Yep. Um, you know, or four in the morning, and then they just kept pushing it earlier and earlier. When they were doing it at night, I kind of liked to go just because it was a really weird experience to be like in a shopping mall at like three a.m. Uh, but yeah, I it's grown into something just completely horrifying. Bizarre. Yeah, I J.C. Penny opened at two p.m. They said, "Fuck your families on Thanksgiving." Who Come needs to be at J.C. Penny at? Two o'clock on Thanksgiving. Dude, I have no. I have no idea what mad person wants to do. <sighs> yeah, are you gonna go and get a discounted pair of jeans when you could be like having Thanksgiving? Like, why? Oh man. Well, there's the a, people bu- there's that, a bunch of stores that the people that work those jobs like they gotta hate that, right? Yeah, uh, well, you basically work retail hours. I'd imagine you have crazy hours around yeah, that Yeah, but I mean, I, I we're would... we're closed Thanksgiving, and then I have to open the next day, so I have to be there at 4.30, which sucks, but, well. like, I couldn't imagine, like, being there at 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. That's insane. I bet yeah, they're real assholes that. about it, too. Like, they don't let anyone request it off, I bet. Yeah, I worked at... Uh, Circuit City for a while and we had to work basically like 12 to 14 hour days and do that like twice in a row and one time I had to like close and I was there till 2 in the morning and had to be back there at 5 the next morning so like I basically <laughs> why even go home at that point <laughs> I know, right <laughs> I talked to a Best Buy guy I was actually in Best Buy a couple of days ago and he was like yeah I'm working like 15 hours both days I'm like what's wrong with you oh god I like I couldn't work retail on Black Friday. Like, that would just kill me. I don't know how people, like, it's, that's insane. Well, speaking of uh, killing, apparently Godzilla, or King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong got delayed, and the (laughs) fandom is, uh... Shocker. (laughs) Not, not having it. I'm more surprised at how many people are surprised. Like uh, yeah, I know. Because like, get a trailer. Cause it always felt weird that it was coming out so soon after King of the Monsters. Like, like less than a year. Like it, it really had no business coming out less than a year after, uh, 
King of the Monsters already, but then when there was just absolutely nothing going on and all this stuff, there were, you know, all the big Comic Cons happened, Godzilla's uh, 65th birthday party thing in uh, Japan went down, and then, uh, I mean, for me, the big thing that really, like, had me thinking, like, okay, this this is not coming out as planned is when they didn't have a trailer with, uh, when Warner Brothers didn't put a trailer out with uh, the Joker, point because yeah, that, that, that that's one of the biggest movies of the fall and it's definitely there i think yeah that's their like huge movie of the season and yeah the, when there was nothing there i was like okay this there's something going on here and then it wasn't with dr sleep which warner brothers put out and uh you know, there there were rumblings that, you know, things were happening that people couldn't really talk about. And then today it's like, yeah, it's delayed. Um, why it's delayed? I don't know. I do remember, like, I think it was in the summer, I want to say. Um, one of the Warner Brothers guys said, if Godzilla vs. Kong is delayed, it's going to be so we can make sure it's an A-plus movie. He said, so, uh... Do you believe him, Bird? <laughs> I don't know, man, because, uh, like... Can you think of a movie that was delayed that came out and you were like, I'm really... It seems like the delay was worth it. No, usually it's not really a good sign, if I'm being honest. And, um... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where... Uh, I, I don't know, my theory is that I mean, I think it's right to delay it. I don't, I, especially after King of the Monsters bombed, and uh, you know, didn't what wasn't really worth all the advertising costs they poured into it. I don't think it has any business coming out in March. Um, but you know, pushing it all the way to next November uh, is strange. And usually, when this happens, it means they're gonna undergo something behind the scenes i don't know if it's reshoots or rewrites or re-edits but um yeah i mean I, I i definitely think they are probably they probably didn't know what to think when king of the monsters bombed they seemed so confident in that thing and <laughs> and i think now they're like well crap what do we do and i mean my my hope is that they're not going in and like like messing retooling it further just to make up for the fact that the last movie underperformed but i mean that's probably what they're doing um i don't know i mean it's it's unfortunate that you know the the rematch so to speak of godzilla and king kong is most likely going to be in this compromised kind of clusterfuck of a <laughs> you know, big Hollywood blockbuster. But, I mean, that that's kind of what all... I mean, especially since uh, Wanda took over Legendary, I mean, all the movies they've made uh, of varying degrees of quality have been, like, the same. Just the, the very, like, super fast-paced, very, uh, you know, what can appeal to the Chinese, what can appeal to the broadest possible audience, you know, what kind of dialogue can we have that's easily translatable so i mean from the beginning you know these haven't really been like the, these have been compromised for a while now and and you see that in skull island you see that to a much worse degree in king of the monsters and i mean that's kind of why i'm not like super obsessed with this idea of the monster verse continuing or you know, more of these Hollywood versions because, like, that's what they are. I mean, they they hire directors that haven't done much um, and that will do whatever the studios say, and, you know, the movie isn't really theirs, um, whereas, you know, they're independent projects or things that can speak for themselves, and, you know, you have a million people looking over your shoulder, and you have a million producers, and they all want to have a, uh, their notes answered, and have everyone who wants to have their ideas put in the final product. And at that point, it's not like the work of filmmakers anymore. It's the work of these big committees. And, um, 
you know, I, I it's one of those things also where they don't have like a Kevin Feige that Marvel has where he's like, okay, I'm the guy in charge and, you know, you're going to answer to me, but like only me, you know, I mean, Wanda, you know, they freak out every time Legendary has a bomb, but I mean, the, these are movies that are being put together by people with very little film experience and they all have notes and, um, you know, they, they, they're just, out there without really steering the ship in any direction. And this is what happens when <laughs> when that happens. And, you know, it's why I'm not thrilled with, you know, a lot of the big, you know, Hollywood blockbuster kind of filmmaking, unless it's, you know, something that I guess feels like it's being put together competently. Um but yeah, Legendary has just been kind of a mess for the last few years, um, ever since they sold it to the Chinese company, and I don't know. We're kind of going to be going out on a whimper, really. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I don't, I don't have much hope that it's going to be like a great movie. I think the best you can maybe hope for is that the action sequences will entertain you, and, and I really think that's the bar yeah (laughs) i mean by by our standards i'm sure it'll be fine in the same way that you know king of the monsters or skull island is fine but i mean it i I, but you know i don't want a godzilla and king kong movie to be fine i want it to be great but I, i i'm not I'm not convinced that's what we're going to get. Like I said, I'm sure it'll be... We'll probably think it's fine. You'll probably give it four out of four stars and have it as, like, (laughs) your fifth favorite Godzilla movie or something. I've knocked King of the Monsters down a peg. (laughs) And then we'll we'll move on with life. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of strange how many people, like, didn't, didn't see this coming. This is, like, the most predictable thing that has ever happened in the history of Godzilla. I mean... Of course, it's going to be t- delayed. There's this like the the Godzilla fan. If you if you are part of any of the Facebook groups, and and I pity anybody who actually is like us, because I'm come there and to get your people. <laughs> like they're crazy. <laughs> One guy's like it's going to get canceled. Another guy's like HBO is going to pick it up and make a series. No, out of it's it. not going to get. Here's the thing, <laughs> it's not going to get canceled. As of right yeah. now. I don't think it's going to be dumped onto streaming or Netflix or whatever. I think they're going to just shove it out in November and get it out there. Um, It's not going to get shelved like New Mutants. Um, It's going to happen. Everyone calm down. You'll get your movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much the delay is going to change the quality just because we don't know those kinds of details yet. So it's not worth obsessing over, um, and I mean honestly, like half this half this fandom are are, are like were the ones that were like, oh, why is he fighting a stupid monkey? Yeah, it's just stupid. How's he gonna beat a? How's a monkey gonna beat Godzilla? And it's like, well, why do you even care? Like, <laughs> why did you even want to see it to begin with? <laughs> there's well, there's also like that contingent of fans who will boycott the movie. Let's say the movie was spectacular. That's not going to happen, but let's just say it did. And if Kong somehow wins, they're going to be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. I, did they have, have people not seen the original King Kong versus Godzilla? Do they know that well, this people, that this movie happened already? <laughs> yeah, the movie happened and Godzilla lost in Toho's press release. <laughs> Said that he lost, yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, it made sense for Godzilla to lose at the time. He because a villain, yeah. He's yeah, villain. And, and King Kong was like... I mean, all the Toho guys, that's like their favorite movie. Yeah, Godzilla's gonna lose, you kidding me? That's hilarious. Well, in other news, uh, I guess Marvel Comics is doing some sort of Ultraman adaptation thingy. I'm not sure of the specifics. I, I kind of... I know that they're releasing something. It sounded like it was gonna be new. Um... That's another thing people are acting insane about, by the way. Yeah, cue the uh, cue the people that think Ultraman's going to be in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's and the, yeah, which is insane. And then other people like think that these comics are going to take place like in the Marvel like 
Oh, universe, stop. comic universe, which is also crazy. Like Marvel does a lot of di- like other fit. Like Marvel does like Stephen King comics. They do uh, all the Star Wars comics. Like they're not crossing over with Spider Man and stuff. Neither is Ultraman. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't care enough to like read much about what it's gonna be. I don't even know if they've said. But I don't know that there's um, many details other than it's it's a thing now. Yeah, I which mean, is I because cool we got all the Blu-rays coming out and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, um, my thing is, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm not gonna read these. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't even read all the Godzilla comics uh, from IDW. That's because um, those sucked ass at some point. Like they just got real bad. Uh, did you read any of those? Did you? You read uh, some of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I've read. Uh, I read the first two ongoings, which were bad, and then I read like the first volume of Rulers of Earth, which I liked, and then I yeah. read a few of the miniseries, which were usually pretty decent. But I remember at it, 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 some point they were just pumping them out so fast that I just. I just couldn't keep up, and I never really went back. But I like the weird stuff, like Godzilla and Hell, and they did the the Legends, which was like a bunch of one shots about yeah, each monster. I liked I, li- I like stuff I like that stuff that's a little bit more outside of the box. Um, I don't know. One I mean, one day I'm sure we'll cover them, and I'll have to go back and read them. Um, but so, so there's a press release for this, and it's basically Ultraman from the original Ultraman. And this is a partnership between Marvel and Superaya. So, like, I'm not sure how that's going to affect what stories that they actually tell. But aside from that, there's, like, no other details. I'm assuming and, uh, it's going to be just an original story. Story, yeah. And that's fine. Like, I'm cool with that. I think with, that's fine. With Ultraman is, you know, the, the main character or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, uh, Marvel... I mean, it, it is weird that... Um, a company as huge as Marvel would even bat an eye at something as like niche and like under the radar as Ultraman. But I mean, it's cool. It's going to be in comic shops everywhere. It's going to have the Marvel name on it. So, um, you know, awareness of Ultraman is going to go up, which is a good yeah. thing. Um, you know, so hopefully uh, a lot of people discover Ultraman. And, and the thing that. Um, hopefully uh can come out of this is i'm hoping it uh gets enough people to keep buying the mill creek blu-rays because as we've said well lots of times off air i don't know if we've said it on air but um i mean their plan to release so many shows and so many movies is like really ambitious and you know if if they if the sales start to decline you know they're they're not going to be putting those out anymore, and uh, they'll probably dump them all out on Movie Spree, their streaming service. Um, but I want the Blu-rays, so um, so yeah. If that gets people to go out and buy these things, I mean, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm in the same boat. I think that's. Uh, I mean, you you got Ultraman Blu-rays, you got the Criterion Godzilla box set. Now you, got, I mean, like there's some cool stuff happening. We just gotta. Yeah. Be patient, not uh, melt down over November. <laughs> right. State for- oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of stuff for us to to enjoy until, in, in if in the next year, like you said. I mean, we have the Criterion Godzilla set, all 15 movies, and a bunch of extra stuff. Um, you know, I don't think that set's all it can be. Which I'm hoping to get like my review of that set out on into podcast land, but it requires a lot of editing because. Uh, it was a recording session that went forever uh, <laughs> uh, for Mazer Patrol, but um, I will be putting it out here, so you'll be able to hear my thoughts on on that. But yeah, there's the Ultraman stuff. Um, uh, what is it? Just Beyond just came out. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not seen that, but I've heard it's pretty fun. So and then um, SRS is doing all those like obscure indie kaiju movies, like the. Rago and Raiga, and they just got the rights to Attack of the Giant Teacher and um, the third Raiga movie. So, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that people can check out. I'm sorry it's not Godzilla, but, you know, that's life. <laughs> oh, 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 we, we can also bring up uh, Arrow uh, finally said, uh, admitted what we all kind of thought, which was that they are working on a Gamera Blu-ray set. That's all we know, though. Um 
we don't know whether it'll be UK only or US as well. Um, usually with their bigger kind of things, it goes into the US because Arrow's a UK company. Um, we don't know what movies it'll have, uh, but that's exciting for the four Gamera fans out there. Yeah, they have that plan for 2020, and they they say loads of extras, whatever that means. So that's, I mean, it, it sounds cool. I'm down for that. I hope it's everything. That would be, that would be good. But, uh, I don't know. I does is I don't is the does milk does Milk Creek Gamera Blu-rays are those still in print? I I don't I don't know actually because i yeah. i i don't think the showa ones are but and i don't think the brave is either i don't know they yeah, should just brave put them been out, of, out of print for a long time so that would be a pretty solid release i mean i'm, I'm, I'm i like gamer i'm one of the few idiots that <laughs> enjoy some of the show gamer yeah i mean i would buy this but i'm stupid so i don't know there you go um all right. Uh, We're going to talk about Turkey Day. We and, are. Oh, uh, shout out to everyone that listened to our Steve Wang interview. Shout yeah, out man. to Steve. That was, uh, I think, our proudest moment as a podcast so far. Um, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. But yes, birds and turkeys, what does it all mean? Um <laughs> We're not sure after watching this movie. No, uh, and uh, this was suggested by Tom, our friend Tom, who regretfully could not make it uh, because he's in Oklahoma for reasons that were not disclosed. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's burying a body or something. But yeah, um, so yeah, lately, like around Thanksgiving, we we've been trying to find movies about like uh giant birds or bird-like beings um so like you know we've done the giant claw uh there's not a lot of giant bird movies out there so like we we really have to grasp at straws when we do these um because a garuda is a, a mythological being um and uh we are talking about a thai film from 2004 yes yeah, called garuda um, directed by a gentleman whose name I will not even attempt to pronounce. Um, <laughs> this is actually my f- the first time I've seen this. I don't know what giant bird movies we'll talk about in future Novembers. Um, I don't. I don't even know what what's out there. Like I said, we're gonna be like grasping at straws from this yeah, point yeah. on. Um, anyhow. So, uh, yeah, this movie and the mythology uh, of, you know, the the Garuda creature, um, the country, which is Thailand, um, none of that has anything to do with Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, we we are really, uh, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel for uh, material uh, related to uh, the timeliness of the holiday. Um, So, uh yeah, I actually this was like always like a blind spot for me. So I've never I this is the first time I ever actually watched it all the way through. Like I've seen bits and pieces like uh you know, like if it's on the background at G-Fest and the 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 in-house channel or something like that, but I've never actually like paid attention to it. Um I do remember when it came out though and it was like it was like a weirdly big deal. Like, do you remember, like... I do, yeah. Like, I think Media Blasters put out the DVD, but I remember when it came out, like, it was around the time, like, I don't know, it might have just been because everyone knew Godzilla was, like, ending with Final Wars, so I remember this being, like, a lot of people like, oh, this is... And still, like, one of the only things people have said about this movie from, like, the four people that have watched it is, it's the first... Thai monster movie, which is bullshit, first of all, um, <laughs> because, like, there have been Thai monster movies. Hell, uh, Sampote Sands made, like, a- that guy made, like, a, a hundred monster movies, including Ultraman, an Ultra, uh, like, an Ultraman Moon movie. Is that, yeah, that so, uh, yeah, so, no, this is not the first giant monster movie to come out of Thailand. Secondly, 
especially after watching it and like seeing the monster and like what it does and what the movie is everyone kept saying this is uh the first tai kaiju movie which like i said it's not but secondly you know i i'll be that guy for a minute i would i would debate the stat the this movie's labeling as a kaiju movie um like I, I'm not even sure how giant I would consider this monster. It's like, uh, it's kind of like the host where like, I mean, I love the host, one of my favorite movies of the last whatever, but like, it's not a kaiju movie. Like that thing is like the size of a rhino or something. Like it's not a giant, it's really not a giant. I don't like, I don't consider it's King, it. It's like King Kongish sized. Yeah. Smaller. Yeah. Or it, 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 like it's like mighty Joe young size, it's like 15 feet or something. Yeah. 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 That's fair. But, uh, but yeah, so it's not really a kaiju movie, um, but yeah, people kept coming up with the cute subtitles, like, oh, it's a, it's a Thai kaiju movie, <laughs> ho, 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 um, is that what they did? Yeah, like, uh, cause, like, I was trying, man, I was trying to find information on this movie, and all I really there kept is getting is, like, English. yeah, there really all I kept getting is, like, uh, articles about, like, hey, here's the trailer, or, like, a DVD review, and, like, yeah, I, I swear, like, nine out of ten, ten of them, like, nine times out of ten, they would be, like, the first Tai Kaiju movie, like, instead of Dai Kaiju, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's cute, but no, um, all right, so uh, what was it worth the wait uh, for us to? <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, oh my gosh! All right, since uh, we since we have nothing to nothing much to say. Well, there, like it, it was put out by you, you said it was put out by Tokyo Shock, and right? I yeah. do also remember. The, like it was weirdly very well marketed. I just remember it got a it. lot of press. Yeah, it did. Um, and which is weird because there's like not any information otherwise about the movie at all. <laughs> uh, you want you want to just try to talk about the plot synopsis real fast? We'll g- I'll give that a whirl. You well, can... well, do you want to talk about? Uh, you said you had some information oh, on yeah, the yeah. Uh, um, on the 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 thing. <laughs> well, I, feel, I feel like we should. Talk... <laughs> We're off to a to a great start. Uh, I feel like we should we should talk about just the plot synopsis, and I can give a little little blurb about the the thing. Okay, so which one of us is gonna do that? You do the. Uh, I can get. I can try. It's uh. <laughs> here, here we go. So there's this mysterious fossil that gets discovered, and they realize that these things that they discovered aren't really familiar to to the dinosaurs that that they know of at the time. And so they enlist this archaeologist, uh, Lena, and her partner, I think his name is Tim, and basically they find the, these mysterious bones. They realize it's actually like this bird creature. And along the way, they are uh, these soldiers who are, I guess, they're, they're labeled like god hunters, god killers, and they're part of the Thai government somehow. And they do this excavation, and of course they basically release the Garuda, who begins to kill people and things, and that's your basic plot uh at one point there's also a giant snake which they don't really explain but i'll talk about that in a sec um did i did i hit the high notes bird is there anything <laughs> is there anything else uh, i mean about? that's mostly it uh lena is frowned upon by her colleagues uh for being half white um so they don't listen to her and then there's flashbacks of like her her white dad like uh like I don't even remember where he is, but but he's in public and people are throwing shit at him. I, I he's like a, a scientist, and uh, there's two two shots of him getting hit in the head with cups of Pepsi. Um, <laughs> that stuck out to me. Um, and later oh on, God. there's I think it's a big truck or something. I don't know. Pepsi has a a build. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. Pepsi funded this, I guess, but well, um, Pepsi must have given them like two dollars based on the CGI used. Yeah. So then she she works with uh, the the yeah the God Killer Task Force, who are all also uh, extremely racist. Um, yeah, and like the first the first act of the movie is like she gets yelled at because she's 
like part white the and then wrong or parang or whatever yeah term yeah that they call um it. and then the yeah. middle is the garuda like stalking these soldier guys and then the last act uh all the soldier guys are dead and her and the um her and the main soldier are like uh a team and they they have to like fight off the monster so I mentioned this other this snake creature, the Nagas or Naga. Um, so basically, the Garuda and the, the Naga they they are creatures in um, Hinduism and and actually Buddhism as well, depending on which um, where you are. And they're they're basically just these mythological god creatures. Um, and the Garuda and the snake are actually their their enemies. Uh, that never really plays out in the film, but I, I can understand why they might have had another creature and, and made sure that it was the snake because the, the Garuda and the snake are supposedly uh, at odds with each other. Aside from that, the inclusion of the snake, like there's this soldier who talks about how awesome they are and how they're these god killers or these elite soldiers, which is hilarious because they end up getting like annihilated during the entire movie. Um, but there's a, a basically a flashback where they are fighting this giant snake and they never really explain any correlation between that particular flashback and like the rest of the story, other than that soldier lost a bunch of his friends. Like that was the only thing I took away from that. Bird, did you take anything else away from that scene? No, and it comes at a weird part because like he's watching like someone else who's like, I guess praying to the saying like if if we upset you, it was on an accident. And then yeah, there's a flashback of uh, of their. I don't know, their friend, like, in a cave or a tunnel getting crushed by the, the snake, and then, like, his other friend is like, hey, like, get over it. And then, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's really strange. Like, it's almost like... It's almost like it's, like, a different scene that, like, got, like, mixed in <laughs> with another scene. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> like, like, like they were looking over takes from the day, and like, I don't know, someone like pressed like shuffle, and like, <laughs> it's like two scenes happening at once that don't have much to do with each other. Yeah, I wonder if at some point, like, they wanted them to fight, but maybe it was so just unconvincing that they decided, well, we, we have this snake thing, so we're gonna keep like this one moment, but that's it. Like, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Um. My, my takeaway from the movie, I think the most interesting part of the movie is probably the whole idea that Lena is, um, you know, she, she's just like half-breed to use a <laughs> kind of the term they use in the movie. And I thought that could – it there are moments when I was like, okay, this is actually really important. And, and looking kind of through just, you know, the interwebs, that the term used is like this – it's farang or farang and it – Depending on context, it can actually mean like it's it's supposed to supposedly harmless, but it can also be extremely racist. And the movie obviously makes it very racist. And they're using this, they're berating Lena, who is the the strong female character archetype, who's the only person who seems to really know much about the creature. And they are yelling at her the entire time. And they're also trying to make the point that, hey, your science is cool and everything, but also we believe in these gods and they're always fighting over that, but there's really not a resolution there because they're racist bastards. And then they're yelling at her because she doesn't believe in myths. And like, you don't know, I'm like, I'm not really sure where the movie was going with either one, except that they're there on the screen. Well, yeah, I, I mean, unless like I subtextually, you could maybe read into like, um, the the whole idea of traditionalism versus modernism and uh you know at the end you know her, her, well it's not even her it's the one soldier guy but you know they kill the monster and so like you know the symbol of their old ways coming, is coming dead together, or yeah. i i mean i don't know but um <laughs> i mean that's Thank just an extra for... that's just an extrapolation but um but then, like, the movie kind of builds up her and Tim as, like, a possible couple, and then Tim uh, comic comically gets killed while enjoying, uh, really enjoying uh, a cheeseburger that, uh, we don't know who like, it, I don't think, yeah, we we don't know who it belongs to, but he sat, he sits down, 
and he sees a bottle of water and a cheeseburger, and he's hungry, and he uh, he's really happy about this cheeseburger, and then uh, he gets killed. It's not a uh, bad way to. It's not a bad way to die, though. Yeah, he's eating the cheeseburger. The Garuda, I think, at this point, is like emerging from like being attacked or something, or from the ground or something. And like it, the camera pans back and forth between this like probably six times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, and then he gets off, and it's like. And the guy's a horrible actor, so he's just like oh, smiling, and he's just yeah. like smiling and chuckling and just eating this burger, and then and then you know. It's over before well, whole, we know it. The whole movie, he's, like, talking in Thai and English, and, like, he switches back and forth in the middle of sentences and stuff. It's... I don't yeah, know I don't know why he does thing. that. Yeah, I don't know if that's a it's... thing or if the movie is just weird, but... Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, the from what I understand, at least, uh, it, it's, I don't know anything about Thailand or their culture other than I love their food. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, but from what I understand the, at least at the time it was made, it's probably still going on for all I know, but, um, you know, the, the, there was a lot of culture clash between the younger folks and the older folks with very similar to, uh, you know, the millennials versus boomer stuff going on now so you know the older folks you know they're really clinging to their ways and um you know their beliefs in these deities and the younger people are like no but like science says like that's wrong um and then well i guess science isn't saying it's wrong right she finds like research from her dad that like hey these are there's a well, thing she's with... got like the the claw or whatever. Yeah, like, so she has she... evidence that these creatures existed, but the government doesn't believe it. But I I think because the government has that monster killing task force, so I think the government they're trying to hide it or something. Yeah, I think I think I think I think the movie <laughs> is is more kind of showing like the government doesn't want to listen to her because of her ethnicity rather than something they know already might know is going on and they're just like okay well you're easy to ignore because you're not a hundred percent thai so like yeah go that's away the weird, that's that's the weird part for me is because they do hang the ethnicity over her head the entire time and then she ends up being right but at the same point they're also like holding it against her that she's even a scientist because there's multiple comments in the movie where they compare her belief to a belief in a god, and she's like not really against that necessarily. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I, um, I think the biggest problem, at least for like the narrative, because I mean this movie has other problems that we can talk about, like you know in the direction or the effects or whatever. But I think just in terms of like telling the story, I think a lot of this could have been fixed if they really like the whole idea of these uh this faction of soldiers that kill gods you know they're basically monster hunters is like it's really not explained you know it's really like one line that's like oh yeah these guys kill gods and then you know they have special weapons like swords and then the one guy has his flashback where the thing kills his friend or whatever so like we know that they exist but like we don't know like like what what their real relationship is with the government. We don't know, like, we don't know enough about them. And so, like, the movie, it's, like, it's it it starts to, like, set up its own mythology. And it's like, oh, this is a thing that people know about, and these guys are trained fighters, uh, you know, f- to fight these creatures. But then the movie just, like, drops its own, like... <laughs> world building i guess you could call it and they're just and then it just kind of turns into your the average like monster picking people off one by one kind of kind of thing yeah it's uh it but but that would help explain like why like that would help explain like what the government's whole deal is and like if they're science deniers or if they're just racist or or what it's 
I mean, it's possible we're missing some context here, maybe, but I will say that I feel like the best thing about the movie, in my opinion, is I, I did like overall Lena's character. I mean, the only thing, her, her downfall is that she's very bullheaded, but she ends up being right a lot of the time. Um, I, I admire the fact that, like, she has a stance, she sticks to it, she sticks to her conventions, her convictions, excuse me. And then at one at one point in the movie, she ends up being the reason they draw Garuda out to be attacked because she's she's like I'm gonna be the bait, like it, it can come after me because it wants it, the Garuda eventually wants the claw on her that she wears that she's carrying around with her. I think she's wearing it like as a necklace at one point, and the Garuda has been attracted to that, and so she's like I'm just gonna be the bait, and then you guys take it out. And so she's I mean she's a fairly strong character. You see it prominently displayed throughout the film, and so the movie does tackle the whole you know. Your ethnicity being hold, held over you doesn't have to be a thing. They can also be right. Like the the, the people that, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point. But I, it, it's it's okay. It's the movie the, doesn't either. So, <laughs> in in my defense, I watch. Bird, did you struggle with this movie? I had to sit down and watch it over like a week's time. So like I watched half an hour. The next day, I watched the second half an hour, and then I had to wait a week because I was so bored. And then I was like, okay, I know I have to, re- I have to watch this for our podcast. It took me like a week to get through it. I mean, I, I struggled, not to the point where it took me a week. I got through it in a day, but yeah, like I, I did, ha- like end up taking a break and like going and doing other things, and then I came back and watched like the last half hour or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I speaking of Lena though, I I'm curious to know how common it is or at least was at the time for a movie to have a character like that that's a female. Cuz that doesn't even happen here, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know enough about uh Thailand to really have an understanding about that or or how, you know, how people would feel watching it like would that would that like if that movie were to play out now like in, with the modern or like a, an issue today like you would alienate half your audience potentially well by just the, think yes, about how like any time like captain marvel yeah I mean, like, like, like yeah. yeah like is this like common over there or were there people like on the internet like oh oh the sjw's are taking over monster movies like i don't know but i mean because like the the, the politics are the the whole idea the whole issue of ethnicity and race in the film it's very much on the nose because of the way that her father was initially treated and like it's they openly she gets like chastised by multiple characters yeah. for being <laughs> not fully yeah. her dad gets pepsi thrown at him man it's not cool it's probably really sticky and <laughs> pepsi or coke bird i'm a coke guy okay thank i'll God. drink I'll, i will drink pepsi just fine but you know if if I'm at a store and it's like, okay, I can pick one, I'm going for Coke. Okay, just just so we're clear, because I was going to have to end the podcast if you said Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, no, Trev's a Pepsi guy. Ah, uh, fucking Trev. I know, Come man. on, man. I expected better of you. <laughs> um, um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, no, to kind of get back to where we were going, because, uh, I mean, I think we've we've done enough talking about the story and, like, where it succeeds and where it fails, but I just as a movie, um, yeah, I was really struggling mostly with like the second act. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean the first act is all stuff we've seen before. Really, it's like okay, uh, archaeologists unearth some creature and this and that, and then what? But for me, once it got to the like, we're gonna watch these soldiers like walk around tunnels and like just get killed one by one uh until they find a way to you know get get away and get into the city like that that middle section like felt like an eternity for me so that's why like i was just really like like disconnecting from it at that point and like like at one point like i was like struggling to stay awake i i ended up closing my eyes for what i feel like is an important exposition scene but I just didn't feel like rewinding it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I just like, it's like I don't want to go back. Um, but but yeah, the middle section for me was the killer. Like it was like, oh my god! Like it get it it just really started to get repetitive. 
Um, every now and then, something fun or entertaining might happen. Like, there's a part where... I'm already, this movie's already f- fleeting from my memory, but um, <laughs> something happens. I don't know. Does the Garuda, like, shoot claws or something? Something happens, and they basically rip off the bullet time thing from the Matrix, where, like... Yeah, yeah. like and they do that a few times, but there's one where it's, like, super Matrixy, where, like, the guy's, like, like dodging them in all slow motion, and there's all this CGI, and, like, that made me laugh my ass off. Um, yeah, no, the middle section is just a killer. Like, it just... It was, it, well, they, it, it <clears throat> was painfully boring at that point. Well, at one point, they take... So, they're on this expedition... They're taking Tim and Lena into the cave. They set up booby traps, and and I was the one part that made me laugh was Lena is like walking normally and walking, and she starts stepping backwards, and she's not she doesn't know it, but she's basically by trip wires, and there's like a bunch of them. And the soldiers like are watching her do this, don't say anything. The main soldier comes and like basically says, "Hey, don't move. You're going to set these off." But she is in this. It felt like five minutes of her like stumbling backwards. Because at that point, the Garuda is, like, up in the air flying around and stuff. And there's a lot of weird, just very early 2000s movie tropes in that. You talked about, like, <laughs> well, the yeah. Matrix. Yeah, the that's the big one. In, the badass soldier that, like, goes out. He's like, hey, you stay here. I'm going to go sit, I'm gonna fight this thing. And then you think he's dead and he's not actually dead because he wasn't in the room when the other soldiers died. Like, there's just a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's weird how, like, The Matrix came out in 1999. Yep. And like this this is 2004 Final Wars is 2004. Like why were people still doing this? Like you I don't maybe it's uh, maybe it was different then and I just don't remember but like now like a movie that came out like last year is like such old news and The Matrix like even 6 years after it came out people were still doing this stuff. Um but uh but yes and so then they they get out of the tunnels and the garuda uh gets into civilization um you know he comes out through they come out through the uh the subway and that's where the movie gets more a lot more entertaining um not only do we have poor old tim uh just trying to eat his cheeseburger <laughs> but um you know that's when that's when it started feeling more like a I don't know. I don't know. It felt like maybe it was trying a little more in the in the the climax, but you know that's when you start to get a lot of the more monster on the loose kind of things, where like you know the military is trying to shoot it with all these d- different weapons and nothing's working, and then you know the they end up uh, like shooting a bazooka or something at it. I don't recall, but um, yeah, it, do- it dodges and it, it and it like blows it, up the other soldiers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It dodges that, but then uh, they cut off the one one of its wings so it can't fly and yep. then they like uh they like push it off a building or something and it dies <laughs> they use like a, a minigun like from like think terminator 2 yeah and, like, yeah they, they shoot it, point it point and, and he face. falls off the building and, and slow motion again yeah and dies i don't remember how its wing came off i think that... uh well it was the minigun it like i'm pretty sure it was a minigun like it hit him a couple times on wing they realized that that's the weapon that can harm it they also say that it can like outrun all the bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, and um, even oh, it also has the 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 kind of trope of like um, like they shoot a missile at it, but it misses and it like blows up the other building yeah, that has like the other guys in it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, it it the pace picked up in the last act for me, so you know I I I didn't. Completely hate it at that point, but um, was it? I don't. I don't know that it was worth <laughs> worth all the boredom to get there. Um, was it an hour and forty seven minutes? Is that yeah, th- that's another thing. Like this movie is Super what a hundred and thirteen minutes. So I mean, it's just shy of two hours. <laughs> and like, there's a, there, honestly, there's a, this could actually be like an enjoyable kind of like fun little like roller coaster B movie, but. It, it, there's no reason it needs to be this long. And, like, if if this thing was, like, a slim 90 minutes, 
I would probably say like, okay, it's not good, but like it, it it'll be a fun monster movie. But it it the length that it is, and with how much of it drags, like by the time the movie like realizes how to have fun with itself, like it's it's just it's too little, too late, really. Like you're already like bored, and then when it ends, you're like, huh, well, why did it take so long to get to where it got? Um, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I it's it, the movie really tries to be an act like it, it's trying so hard to do the action stuff right, and you have like the slow motion camera work and the soldiers smoking and looking into the camera and smoking some more, and like it every every shot almost lingers like two seconds too long. It feels like there's no brisk pacing at all. Um, it, it's I don't know, man. I, I really struggled. Yeah. Well, movie. I mean, like how repetitive. It, like a, a lot of stuff is repetitive. Whether it's well, they use like the same shot of the Garuda like six times. Yeah, it, uh, it does that thing that like <laughs> it does that thing that the <laughs> Asylum does, where like they'll use the same shots, but like they'll flip it to other angles to like trick you into <laughs> into thinking <laughs> that you're watching <laughs> some. Yeah, to to trick you into thinking you're seeing something that you haven't seen uh, before. Um, but yeah, I mean, cut out a couple more conversations about like oh no one will listen to me because like i'm half white like there's a lot of those like i mean trim down that middle part that's basically like a stalk and slash kind of thing of the monster like picking people off like i mean chuck all chuck a bunch of that stuff out the window and you lose like a half hour and i'd say like yeah it's a fun watch but like it there's fun stuff in the it, it, it towards the end but i mean by the time you get there it's you've been sitting there so long that you're just like well like i wish this movie was you know doing this crazy stuff earlier um and yeah the cg is just really bad i mean it's yeah even for early yeah, yeah I, I mean i i know thailand probably doesn't have the biggest movie budget so you know i don't want to you know, give them too hard of a time, but I mean, it's there with like what you would expect from an asylum movie or a sci-fi uh, movie from the same time, where you know it looks, you know, it's it's like PlayStation Two kind of graphics and um. Interestingly, uh, the movie was conceived with practical effects in mind, and I actually think. I don't want anyone to quote me on this because I might have been completely zoned out. I feel like at one point I saw a practical foot. I would agree with you there. Um, but yeah, they they're... yeah they had maquettes and armatures and stuff for you know puppets and things, and they decided to go all CG because uh, well, basically because it was cheaper. Um, and then uh, the only other piece of behind-the-scenes, well, I guess really trivia, is I guess smoking cigarettes is very, like, taboo in Thailand. So that's why in the movie, like, a guy actually lights a cigarette, like, once, but most of the time people are walking around with unlit cigarettes. Um, and, like, in the, uh, the on the DVD extra features, like, cigarettes are blurred out. Like, the cast and crew, if, if they're smoking a cigarette, like, it's blurred out like it's, uh, like, that mosaic blurring like it's censored that's bizarre okay yeah yeah so uh thailand they don't they don't like cigarettes um but uh yeah um i i don't know i was for a movie that i remember being like pushed as much as this one was i was hoping for something better i definitely wasn't under the impression that it was going to be so, like, similar to, like, the the kind of, like, Asylum movies or, like, Sci-Fi Channel Monster movie of the week kind of things that we get here. Um, that really, that threw me off. Um, and, yeah, by the end when, like, there's actually some real action going, it is enjoyable but like i said by then you're you've been sitting there for an hour and a half already <laughs> so um so yeah that's garuda um yeah i i don't <laughs> i don't have much else to add yeah how many uh what's a good one 
Um, Racist. How many racially charged Pepsi tossings? Pepsi tossings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, look, I. By the time I got through it, I just I wanted it to end it being either my life or the movie. I couldn't tell which um, I would say a half star. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be that harsh. I mean, the movie does try and it tries to be like a movie that says things. Um, and, you know, it it. It tries, you know, but it, it it but it does get enjoyable in the last act. So a combination of like a fun last fifteen minutes or whatever, and you know, an A for effort kind of mentality. I, I'm I mean, my score still isn't crazy high or like I'm giving it a one. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not really giving it you know, the the great review, I, I would say, unless you're super curious for some reason, I, I think, you know, it's something that you can skip, you know. I, yeah, I'm going to, that's, I mean, that's, that's very fair. And, uh, yeah, man, happy, happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah. And, and what's up with the score? The score is like a weird electronic, like. It's like they watch the. UK Gamera Electronica score. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Used it. Which, I have no idea. I don't know this. I don't understand the score. I don't understand. Uh, it, it's it's a movie that exists, and I watch it, and I will never watch again. I can't imagine watching it again. Yeah, it's. For any reason. Like a legitimate reason for me to have to watch it again. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, it's. I don't know. There's nothing to attract anybody. I mean, I the like I said, it tries with the stuff it's saying about the culture and the the uh, the culture clashes between generations and stuff like that. But I'm I'm sure you can get something similar out of a better movie out there. Yeah, I think the fact that it does try so hard and that it fails for me so much, like it doesn't ever cross into that like bad, so bad it's good kind of movie. It always stays on the. Um, it's really trying to take itself seriously, the, mostly the entire time, except for like the cheeseburger thing. Yeah, it doesn't start. To, that, yeah, it doesn't really have. Yeah, it takes too long to get to that moment. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like that. It doesn't have. It doesn't have enough fun with itself until it's so late in the movie that you don't care. That's and that's why, like, I mentally, I just I, I checked out. I I legitimately bird. I I had dread of going back and trying <laughs> to finish the movie just because of how bored I was. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's Garuda. Um, I don't know. Skip it, and f- I don't know. I we have a year watch to watch f- the giant claw instead. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, watch the giant claw. Um, I like the giant claw. I don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> um, yeah, uh, effects, yeah. Sure. So, so we have a, a year now to find out um, what another giant bird-like creature film. Uh, we can do. Uh, it will probably. I don't know. Email what, us, listeners. Yeah, email, email us, us if you have any <laughs> suggestions. Uh, I will take pterodactyls <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> well, they're technically birds, right? I mean, you know, close enough. Yeah, all those things had feathers and shit, right? Well. Yeah, man. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, don't get killed on Friday, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.